This is the Spapreneur Podcast, episode 147. Today's episode is brought to you by Demented Ramona. <laughs> to be fair, she has very tiny humans and they're around a lot. You can't listen to uh, our show. Hello. So I've not been listening to things because even if I listen, I probably won't remember. <laughs> there is nothing relaxing about owning a day spa. Serious spa owners know that being in the spa business isn't for the week. And the lesson in this was I didn't follow my own advice. This is the Spapreneur Podcast with Ramona Rice and Lynn Graves. She is the main owner of the company. I am the COO. I get to be emotional. Right. I don't. Spapreneurs. Super excited. Ramona Rice here. Happy, happy day to you all. I am super excited. The sun is shining. Um, it is a gorgeous day here in Virginia where I am, and I'm hoping it's a gorgeous day where my guest is. And I'm super excited to bring this incredible entrepreneur and attorney. That's right. We have a lawyer, a real life lawyer, who's also a yogi, who's also a fitness group instructor, who's also a heart inspired entrepreneur. I am so excited to have Corey Sterling on the podcast. He is the founder and owner of Conscious Counsel Legal Services. And I was going through your website and going, oh my gosh, finally, somebody who has brought brought law into the wellness space. And I cannot wait to get down and deep with this incredible guest. Corey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. That's definitely the best introduction I've ever received in my entire life. Oh, so thank, thank you, you Ramon. I'm, yeah, no, that's like, that's the energy levels that we need when we're talking about law. The <laughs> one thing that maybe you don't know this about me, but now you will. I love the spa. I love going to the spa. I love spa day. I like the wet steam. I like the hot steam. I like massage. I like pedicure. I like the face mask thing. Whatever it is, I'm down for it. I'm I'm a spa guy. I, I love it because I'm definitely obviously a spa girl, but you know, wellness in particular, it, it's such a big giant realm because, you know, it could be just massage therapy or yoga or even chiropractic care, other things. And, you know, when we're starting these businesses, we don't consider the fact that, yes, we know how to do our practice really well in that treatment room. We know how to serve clients, but there's a lot of legal kind of iffiness that gets involved in some of these modalities, some of these treatments. And it's so nice to now know that there's a service that I can recommend that kind of gets it. Yeah, we, we definitely get it. And, and again, um, the, I, I'm with you. And, and the reason why we started the legal practice in the areas that we did was a first and foremost, because like we love them, right? Like I started yoga law because I love it. And then I just had a lot of clients who are in health coaching and all sorts of different wellness services. And for me, it's so much easier to work with people who I align with who I'm excited to support, who are doing wonderful things, who are helping to heal and, and make other people happier. And I just thought, like, why not build a legal practice around around doing that and making law empowering and informative and accessible for all wellness professionals? So here we are. Excellent. OK, so I, I just want a little background. How does one become a lawyer and a yoga instructor? Because those are two very vastly different things. It, they're so different, but it's amazing that in its inception, they what brought me to yoga was law school and law. Um, just because I was very, I was stressed out during law school. I was studying a lot. And I, for the, probably the first time in my life, I had sort of lost a sense of identity because you just get into this super competitive law school. Oh, I got to get a top job and blah, blah, blah. You know, the whole hamster wheel thing. And, and then one of my classmates one time was like, Hey, I'm going to go do a hot yoga class. Would you like to come with? And I went and then I loved it. And I was going 
you know, four or five times a week. And then I started a yoga festival and then I did a teacher training in India. So I just, uh, I love it. And I came to it through, I came to it from a place of needing to sort of needing to breathe, needing to cope with all of the, the big changes going on in my professional life when I worked for a big law firm. So that's the story. All right. So I, I love that because I think it, it will resonate a lot with our listeners because, you know, a lot of times we discover this because we were in need of the service we now provide. Um, I just had last week Mindy Totten on um, and she talked about how she discovered cranial sacral therapy because she was suffering from horrific migraines and health crisis. And she discovered this great modality. And now that's what she actually does. Um, so I, I love that story. All right, let's, let's get down to legal, legal ease, if you will. All right, what are some of the legal complications that typically happen in a wellness-based practice that you have seen? And you just, when you see people do it, you want to go, ah, stop it. Uh, the first one would be not using an appropriate waiver of liability. That's, okay, that's so the first one. Explain okay, what that cool. is, because that sounds very scary. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, ready? I'm going to make this the most fun and easy and light description. So what happens is, at law, when you are providing a service for someone, you have a, an obligation to make sure that they're going to be safe and healthy and okay for the, for the period of, of when you're providing that service to them, right? Mm -hmm. So the law is like, okay, cool. There, someone's coming to you for a massage. Someone's coming to you for their nails, for microblading, whatever it is, um, or nutrition coaching. You, you have a responsibility when you accept that person as a client and they're in your care, you have to make sure that they're going to be okay. As we know, sometimes things happen, unpredictable things can happen, whatever it is, there's a million examples of what that is. And um, if someone suffers, uh, gets hurt or suffers some form of damages while, while they're in your care, at law, you are legally responsible for them. What you can do is you can have them sign a document beforehand, which is called a waiver. And then what that waiver basically says is like, hey, what's up? You know, these are my qualifications. This is what we're going to be doing together. These are the risks. And I'm really, really going to try my best to make sure that everything's fine. But in the event that an accident happens and you get hurt, you, you waive me from any liability. You release me from any legal liability and you cannot hold me accountable for the damages that you suffer. And then only once someone signs that document, then you do you then continue uh, performing the service for them. Wow. It's almost like I'm trying to think like we have um, on our services here at the day spot that I own, we've got a, Hey, you're not allowed to sexually harass us notice. We, we love it when they sign that um, because then mm -hmm. they can't get mad at me when I call vice and tell you to leave. Cause it does happen. Um, and then we also have our no-show policy. I've never thought about a, a waiver of liability. Is that what you called it? Yeah, it's, it's what it's called. That's it. <laughs> it's what it's called. It's not what, yeah, that is what I called it. Um, a, a lot of, a lot of professionals in the wellness space haven't. And um, it's, it's, I think it's the most important legal document for wellness professionals to have just because you have that peace of mind that, you know, not you, who knows whatever's going to happen in any particular circumstance, but you just, you've communicated openly and honestly with whoever's coming to enjoy your services. Um, but they also understand that by virtue of you providing those services to them, they will not hold you legally responsible. Okay. Is it okay if I just Google it and just pick a random one off the internet? Do you, I want to turn that question back to you. Do you think that is okay? <laughs> of course not. No, I'm just putting it in the minds of them because we have some people, unfortunately, who um, think that they will save money and time by just Googling something off the internet. So I, this is just the general rule. Anything we talk about, y'all, um, if it's contracts or things like that, it's really handy to have an actual attorney who understands your business and understands you actually write those for you. 
I believe in that personally. Yes. And I'm Me- assuming, Corey, you do too. <laughs> I do. I've, I've built, you know, I've built our entire legal practice around that. And, um, and this is what I can tell you. So this is the deal. I wrote a book that was called the yoga law book. And there's a whole chapter called why you shouldn't download contracts from the internet. Love it. Yeah. And it just, it just makes too much sense. And like, this is the analogy that I give. And like, sometimes it comes off great. Sometimes it doesn't. So um, let's say you're going to go hiking and you're going to go up to Everest base camp, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're feeling adventurous. And today's the day that you're going to, you're going to do it. So obviously when you go hiking, you need shoes. Shoes are a requirement. It's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. You're stepping on rocks, all of these things. Using someone else's contract to go just for the purpose of having a contract or saying that you have a contract is sort of like going to hike to Everest base camp and using someone else's shoes. And someone will be like, oh, well, like, do you have shoes? And you'd be like, yeah, I've got shoes. But then the next question is like, do those shoes fit you? And the same question is, do your legal agreements fit you and your business? Because this is what I can tell you for everyone out there who's listening. When it comes to somebody suffering damages or somebody wanting to sue you or wanting to commence a legal action against you, they will do everything they can to, you know, challenge the document that you've used, to challenge your defense, to make you seem as culpable and responsible as possible. In all, in my four years of being a, a legal wellness professional and in working with hundreds and hundreds of clients, what I can tell you is the way those situations get resolved the quickest is when you have awesome professionally drafted documents that fit your business, because this is how the process works. Step one, someone gets injured. Step two, they send you a mail or they hire a lawyer to send you a mail. By mail, I mean email or personal mail. Step three is you're going to have to respond. The strength of your initial response will determine the outcome and the course of how that whole situation goes. So there's two ways it goes. One, I download a waiver from the internet, someone gets injured, and then they say, okay, well, I'm suing you because you were negligent or ABC, all of these things. And you give them a copy of a document that you got for free on the internet. Any professional lawyer will be able to tear that document apart in five seconds. Just, And I know because I've done it myself. I've been on that end of, of, of the situation. Conversely, when you have professionally, you know, professionally drafted documents that are tailored to your industry and to your particular business, it's so much it's so much more difficult for them to bring. They're going to say, oh, I suffer these challenges. Okay, cool. Well, look at this provision and look at this. And here's a copy of the agreement that you signed. I'm really sorry. You have no legal recourse against us. And at at a minimum, that takes like 80% of the momentum away from anything that's coming your way. And that's really, at Conscious Council, we practice practical law. We don't practice theoretical law. We don't write contracts with big words. We practice practical law. And that's like, the, the most important thing is how you can respond to that first complaint. And the best position that you can have to respond is by having professionally drafted documents that tailor to your business. I, I love this because I, I completely agree. It, it's kind of like, again, you can't just you just can't. I, I just, this is one of those areas where this is not a DIY situation. Anytime it's a legal matter, I use a professional. So for example, I have the copyright for Spapreneur. I have the, the watermark and the trademark. And I went through an attorney to do that, you know, and everybody claims, oh, you can use like legal zoom or you could do it yourself. No, no. I wanted a grown up in charge who does this every single day to handle that. 
And that's why I'm saying whether you use conscious counsel and they're not sponsoring this episode, he's a invited guest, um, but, or you use a local attorney that understands your business. It's so important to have that as part of your team, because if you're in business long enough, you will be sued. You will be served with papers. You will be asked yes. to give things like soap notes for, especially like massage. I can't tell you how many times attorneys have asked, Hey, we need all the medical records. And then we're like, um, we don't have those. What do you want from us? You know, and so you have to have somebody on your team to be able to talk to them because they're going to use really big words that you're like, what? Huh? <laughs> you know, I know what the performance is. Do you, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. The, the scariest thing that's just happened for me, like the mild existential crisis I'm suffering is that you're like, I, am I a grown up? This is my question for you. You're like, I want to work with a grown up. I was like, wait, have I grown up? Is that, did that, in this area, that? In this area of being an attorney, yes, you're the grown up as far as attorney. Anywhere else you can be a child. But okay, in this perfect. area, you're a trade. Well, it's kind of like, again, you know, I, I equate it to when you have a massage therapist and esthetician and the esthetician like is seeing someone's skin and that person has gone to the drugstore and put God knows what other skin and now their skin's reacting to it. And it's like, if they had just gone to the expert and originally they would have known what yes. products to use, what skin type to use It's the same thing. We are not attorneys. We understand the body of body. We don't understand the body of law. And so it's really important to have someone on your side. This is not, um, and, and I'm going to hear all of you say, but it's too expensive. It's not. Because it's more expensive to go it on your own. I promise you. Here, let's let's run through a, a very, very basic scenario of how it's more expensive to do it on your own. And firstly, I was joking about being a grown-up, but... Um, it's okay. Anyways. You, you don't yeah, have to be a grown-up all the time. So, sometimes it lands, sometimes it doesn't. Okay, so here's an example. <laughs> let's say I want to file my own trademark, right? Right, which I chose I not file, to do. Yeah, of course you don't because it's... Filing trademarks would be like, yeah, me, me give, plucking my own eyebrows or, or something like that. Right. Or me. Right. I mean, giving myself a massage is something I have done, but I, you know, it's whatever. not as good. Yeah. It's, it's not it's as good. Or me trying to fix a skin rash or something like that. Okay. So um, let, let's say you, for, let's say your first position is, okay, I do, I, it's too expensive to register a trademark. I don't even want to do it. Just so you know, someone else can come along and they can file a trademark before you. And simply by virtue of them registering before you, automatically they're in a stronger legal position than you are. At mm -hmm. that point, you're going to have to invest money to challenge their trademark. And even if, if and that's gonna be expensive and the longer after they file, the more difficult and expensive it is. But let's say you are successful in doing that, you're gonna to have to pay thousands of dollars to challenge it. And then you're gonna to have to register it for yourself even after that. So it sort of it just makes sense if you were to do that up front. Registering your own trademark is very, very it's a technical experience and it's it's not that fun. And the chances that you get it right off the bat are very, very low unless you take the time to learn about registering a trademark. But the chances what what it can do is it prolongs the time until you actually have the registered trademark. And in the event that you actually don't do it properly, your trademark will not be approved, and then you're back at square zero. In which case, in the meantime, someone else may go and file a, a registration for the same mark. So it's like what, the first day I became a lawyer, um, my mentor took me for lunch and he's like, Corey, you're going to tell all your clients, pay me now or pay me later. If they are small business owners and they're going to be growing their business, inevitably, they will have to work with a lawyer and they will have to interact with the law. Getting Paying a lawyer up front, you know, for like something like, okay, $1,600 for three legal agreements that cover most of my business versus not having any of those in place and then having to be reactive to receiving a lawsuit or demand letter and not having anything in place. That'll cost you five times more 
plus the stress, plus not sleeping, plus you're not focusing on your business now. You're like worried about a lawsuit and that just sucks. Yeah. And also too, I, I, it's one of those things where it's kind of like a good accountant. You want to have a rapport with your attorney. Um, you want to have a relationship with them because they need to have your back. So for example, when I was first um, applying for the Spapreneur trademark, my attorney warned me, she goes, everybody's going to be using hashtag Spapreneur. You're going to have to find every single one of them and you're going to have to let us know. And it's going to cost you X amount of dollars per hour to have us send cease and desist letters because you have to defend the trademark. So that's the other thing. If you want a trademark, you have to defend it at all costs. Um, I cannot tell you how much money I've spent on cease and desist letters for the damn hashtag Spapreneur. But I do it because I want to defend my trademark. Um, but you need to know that. The other thing is, is too, going back to that um, waiver of liability, you know, again, that's one of those CYA cover your ass moments because, you know, yeah. Yes. A lot of you are like, I don't want to think about this. I don't want to think about business because I just want to rub people. And I get that. If that's your attitude, go be an employee somewhere and let them take on this liability. Amen. I understand that. Yeah, seriously, because in order to be a business owner, you have to kind of have the big cojones and you got to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to do the big girl conversations, the big guy conversations, and I'm going to talk to scary people. It sounds like like lawyers. And guess what? Most of them are like Corey, really. Well, not most of them. Let's be honest. They're not chill. They're usually kind of scary, but most of them are nice and they just want to protect you. And yes, they, sometimes they use big words and you just have to explain to them. It's like, hey, can you dumb it down so I understand? And you can ask the questions, but you got to get over your own pride. And you also have to invest in yourself. Like this is an investment. Like I have a line, Corey, on my budget for Spapreneur for legal fees, just in case. And I put a little bit of money every month towards that because you just never know. And so that's what I'm encouraging all my Spapreneurs to do. All right. So we've got, um, you know, again, we don't go it alone. We ne need to have a uh, waiver liability. What else? Like what are the absolute things that when you see a business doesn't have you go, oh God, stop it. Um, the next would be a service agreement. Nice. What does that an, mean? An, an agreement with you and your clients, basically. And, and this is why. So what I've learned in working with hundreds of clients in, in, this, in the wellness space is that, and again, it, this also comes from the space of like where I've, where I've learned about dispute resolution and where I've had to negotiate deals for clients where a problem arose. If you, the whole point of, of legal agreements in my perspective and our ethos at Conscious Counsel, use the document to communicate your expectations in a relationship open and honestly. When you, before you start working with someone, if you give them a piece of paper and you're like, yo, I'm so stoked to be rubbing you. And this is what our relationship's going to be like. Hey, this is what cancellation looks like. This is what refund looks like. You know, these are my qualifications. There's no guaranteed results. If you know, sexual harassment policy, all of these things, Hey, read this piece of paper, click, I agree. And then come on over and, you know, and I'll perform the services for you. And what I've learned is when, when we coach our clients to communicate their expectations and create the professional relationships they want upfront, 99% of the problems do never occur because most, what I've learned is in, in helping clients resolve problems and be, be part of negotiations, the problem always stems from some form of miscommunication. So have respect for your clients, have respect for your business and communicate everything up front. And like, you will see that joy will flow from that because everyone's on the same page and you've told them exactly what they can expect from you and what you can expect from them. I will tell you a, a story about that. So we have again on our forums about our no-show policy and about our um, sexual harassment policy. And I'm definitely going to be looking into the waiver of liability because I'm going, yep, that needs to be added. Um, but one of the things that really helped us was we had a client who was a regular client, but she was constantly late and it was in our no-show policy. If you're late, this and that. And so she actually one day brought her husband in because she refused to pay for the service. You know, she refused to pay for the back services or whatever it was. She actually brought her husband in and I was able to show on the website where 
where she signed to the form on our brochures and like also the sign in the lobby. And I'm like, look, in four places and one your wife actually signed. So he goes, Yep. And he signed the check. Now she never came back, but that's not a client you want. But having that kind of like, again, backup is one of those things that helps you when you do have that one kind of crazy client that's like, well, let me see if I can get away with something. Yeah, it's 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 something at Conscious Counsel that we call the screenshot defense. And you used it perfectly where all you have to do is show someone uh, a signed an agreement that they signed and you take a screenshot of the relevant provision. You send them an email and you can say something like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm asking you to keep your word on this. You signed a legal agreement, which said, this is the, the policy for coming late. You know, we, we have proof of you coming late several times and, and this is our policy and you have to pay this amount. And it's when you have the document, the document's like an objective third party. It's not, you know, um, you know, her versus her pointing fingers at each other. It's like, Hey, this is memorialized in time. It was signed by both of us. And it's very, very clear how we should move forward. And that makes resolving the issues that much easier. Okay. Love it. All right. So we're going to have a service agreement. We're going to have a legal team. We're going to, we're going to find someone not do it on our own. We are definitely going to get a, wa- a waiver of liability. What's next? What is the, the, like, the, the fourth thing? I'd say when it comes to the wellness space, especially for, for, for business owners, it's the contractor employee distinction. Um, which hey, always, always freaking men. Yes, 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 Corey. Cause it's so yeah. a fine line. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a fine line and it, it varies on jurisdiction. So state by state, it'll be different. But the, the important thing to know is what the, the general legal principles are. You have to know there are some States where it doesn't matter. It, there are some States where if the person who's providing the work for your business, if the type of work that they're doing is the main service of your business, at law, they are an employee. There's nothing you can do to get around that. It's called the ABC test. Um, there was a whole, you know, kick up in California in 2020 when they implemented it, and they since they since released the list of exemptions. But that the thing that you have to know is that you should reverse engineer the the role of your team and the people who work with you based on if you want them to be a contractor or an employee. And usually I see it, it, I always see it done the wrong way where, you know, there will be someone who owns um, a spa or someone who owns, um, you know, a, a massage space and they'll be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And, and everyone's a contractor. And I'll be like, okay, well, why are they all contract? Oh, yeah, they agreed to be contractors. We want them to be contractors. And, and what I would say to you is if, if you're so adamant, if you've spoken to your accountant and looked at everything and you're like, okay, financially, it really makes sense for us to have contractors and not to have employees, then you have to treat them like contractors. And you have to understand that a contractor runs their own business, uses their own equipment, retains intellectual property ownership to what they create, wins more based on the more that they work. You can't impede their ability to work at other places for the most part. And, and it always comes down to the degree of control that you have over that person providing the services. Yeah. And I, I think it's a really hard distinction. And it's something I think just the United States in general is going to be dealing with the next five years, because I think honestly, states are going to become even stricter on that 1099 versus employee W2 kind of situation all across. This isn't just in the wellness space. This is going to be all across. I think you're going to be, we're going to be seeing a lot more laws. And I think a lot of places are going to be switching from 1099s to, um, you're going to see it affect real estate and you're going to see it affect the wellness state base for sure. Yeah. And, and it's so interesting you say that because the, tre- the trend that I've seen has been more and more towards employees. But in addition to that, 
the, the reason why wellness is so tricky, because even though it's such a massive industry, it still doesn't get the spotlight. And it's still it doesn't usually get like judicial declarations or a test case, right? Like, there's not a case yeah. by a judge who's really going to talk about how wellness laws apply in the state of Virginia. So that's why it's tricky. And that's why you have to work with someone who understands the landscape. But I agree with you that the trend is more and more going towards um, employees and contractors, but also conversely, with more and more services being provided online, there are ways to craft those, excuse me, to craft those roles so that someone is a contractor, not an employee. So it'll be interesting to see how it all develops. Yeah. And again, this is one of those situations where, you know, I, this is, this drives me crazy is when they go into the massage Facebook groups and they're like, do you have this kind of agreement or do you, do you know about this and that? And I'm like, why are you asking broke massage therapists this kind of advice? So please, if you learn nothing else from today's episode, find a grown up. Find a grown-up that knows what the hell they're doing and understands this business. Because I will say this, Corey, is that what, what I like about you and, and when I was doing my research to have you guys on is, again, you have an understanding of this space. So I don't have to explain body work and how it's not prostitution because there are still those people out there who are like, hey. And I'm like, no, um, this is real work. But the other thing, too, is... I see a lot of this in massage forms where you guys are all like, oh, I don't want to, I'm not considered as the level of a doctor or a chiropractor or this. You know why? Because they all have these agreements. <laughs> they have all these agreements that you have to sign before you see them. So maybe if you apply those to your clients, maybe we'll be taken more seriously. Um, I, I can't comment on the on that. But what I will say is also one of the differences that they usually come from regulated bodies, right? That's the trickiest yeah, thing about the wellness is space is that, when, you, when you're working in an unregulated area, you have to be very, very careful that you don't cross lines of regulated areas. Um, and that's one of the biggest challenges we always see in the wellness space. Well, not only that, but the problem is too, is like state by state. So in Virginia, massage therapy is governed under the board of nursing. So we have very strict categories of what we have to do in order to be licensed, in order to do things and different releases and things we have to do. Whereas a state, I believe like Montana or California, they don't have to be licensed at all. And so it gets really, really, it's a mess sometimes. So that that does get to be tricky. But again, it's all about knowing your local area, having the right people on your team. We've talked about this from like podcast number one, have your team, your accountant, your attorney, get to know them, give them a free service or hire somebody that understands the space, but, you know, really make sure they understand you and your business and that they align with your core values. If your core values are, I want to serve my clients first. It's not about the money. It's about me serving my clients and serving them well. Well, having these kind of documents while you may be like cringing right now going, Oh God, this sounds so scary. It's not, it's just a way for you to safely operate your business, both physically and legally. Amen. Yes. All right, Corey, Love anything it. else we need to know? Because this is like a jam-packed full of information. I am going to comment really fast. Who is that cute bird in the background? Is it yours or is it nature? Uh, that's definitely nature. Excellent. So, yeah, no, that's fine because I don't hear anything because I'm in a boot. But I keep hearing the key and it's adorable. He, so, yeah, he's uh, I would actually I would I would love to send you a photo. It's a it's a special bird. And I put out my dog, my my dog food. For my dog, not for myself. <laughs> um, and uh, and like my dog's like a very picky eater. Like he'll just wake up and then eat everything and then go back to sleep. But in the interim, there are all these birds that come and love eating the dog food and drinking the water. And they're just, 
Yeah, they're so lovely. They're part of they're part of the house here. Yes, yeah, send us send us a photo because I'll put it part of the show notes. This is episode, I believe, one forty seven of the podcast. Again, head to spapreneur.com to get all the information about conscious um, legal, about Corey, and about his work. Um, again, he has a, you have an entire team with you. It's not just you doing the lawyering, right? There's a team. We've got we've got a we've got a beautiful team. Yes, because again, you're not probably Corey. Have you moved on like I have, where I don't do massage anymore? I run my team. Um, you know, I mentor my team. I do that, but I don't actually. I'm not actually in the room serving the client anymore. I've moved past that. I I, I have moved past that as well. Um, I think probably at the start of year three of being a lawyer, I was able to build systems so that I didn't have to do the lawyering itself, and I could spend more time educating communities and talking about law and bringing uh, awareness to important legal issues for entrepreneurs. Yeah. I wanted to mention that just in case they, they liked you so much. They're like, but I want to work with Corey. It's like, no, <laughs> you well, might not be I, able to work also, directly with Corey. Th- yeah. That, that being said, the one thing I do with every single person who signs up is I usually I'll send them a text message and I'm just like, yo, just so you know, if anything comes up uh, during this whole process and you need to chat, like, just text me, hit me up. I'm always here. I'm on my phone. And I love, like, I love doing that. That's the part that, that's the part that I love. I love having relationships with people. I love chatting. I love guiding them through things. Like it's, it's crazy on a weekly basis, the number of the sheer number of issues that come up and that people need resolved. But it's really, really cool to have an expertise where you understand people, you understand their businesses. And it's just like, this is the truth. You're right. Like maybe people who are listening are like, oh, law sucks or documents suck or whatever, all of these things. But the cool thing from my perspective is like, I'm always more or less doing the same thing. It'll be a variance on the same thing, but it's always the same sort of thing. So because I've been doing this for so long and with so many people, it's like, for me, I'm like, oh no, biggie, cool. We got this. All you need to do is ABC. But then some the person who's on the other line will be like, freaking out and having a meltdown. I'm like, don't worry. It's all going to be okay. So it's always all going to be okay. That's the answer also. Love it. Love it. Love it. And again, the um, website is consciouscouncil.ca. Um, I highly recommend you look them up and you can handle law like all across the United States, all over the world. How does that work? Yeah, we, we have clients. We've got clients in Australia and in Asia and in Europe and a lot, the majority in the United States and in Canada. We do have lawyers on our team who are called in various ju- jurisdictions in the state, um, in, in various states. Um, so, but the way that most of our agreements work is that we'll, we, we work in areas of law where we'll draft something according to general legal principles. So for example, like a privacy policy, a service agreement, and a waiver all of those are drafted to like max protection that it, it would apply to all of the various jurisdictions um, that someone comes across. The things that we don't do, like we won't do criminal, we won't do real estate, we won't do anything that's really, really jurisdiction specific. But generally, we just know what all of our wellness professionals are going through. And we draft agreements according to best legal practices. And also with an understanding of the, the most likely issues that they'll trip up against or problems that they'll come against. And we proactive, proactively deal with those. And again, if you're in business long enough, you're going to need an attorney. It's just one of those inevitables. Just accept it. It's kind of like if you have kids, you're eventually going to wind up in the emergency room. It's just one of those things that happens, you know, as a mother of four. I just, I'm letting you know. It just, if any of you have like, my baby will never. No, it will happen. They will fall. They will bump their head. They will do something stupid. It's just the way it goes. And a client or one of your contractors or employees will do something stupid and then you'll need an attorney. It's just the way it goes. And it can be um, something as serious as a sexual harassment claim, um, you know, or it could be something as minor as someone tripped on, but 
but that can turn into a big thing. Look at, for example, I'm going to, I'm not sure how familiar you are with this, Corey, but the Gorilla Glue hair saga where the woman used Gorilla Glue to glue her hair on and now she's suing Gorilla Glue and it clearly sets on Gorilla Glue. Do not use on your body. You know, it actually says it on the bottle. Yes, she's trying to sue Gorilla Glue. So luckily Gorilla Glue is a big company and they can afford the legal fees. But, you know, talk about you don't want that happening to you, particularly if you if you got products, things you need a lawyer. It just I can't say it enough. I know you can't say mm-hmm. enough. I won't say it enough, but I will keep saying it because it's important. This is not a scary thing. It is part of being a responsible business owner. So, Corey, um, anything else you want to share with the spapreneurs? The last thing I, the last thing I would just just general. There's two things that I would say. One is like if you take one practical advice from all of this, put as much in writing as possible. Like it is, it, you know, you gave the example earlier of lawyers needing copies of things because whatever someone's making an insurance claim. But just generally speaking, the more that you can show um, what the intention, what your intention was, what someone else's intention was in a, in a given relationship, the more that's documented in writing, it's always, always easier. Ideally, it's drafted by someone, but just like always just turn your mind to that. And if there's something that maybe you're getting into something that you're not sure about, you don't trust someone, something like that, just always have it in writing. It just makes everything that much easier for you down the road. And then lastly, I would say, keep being awesome. The world's uh, an interesting place right now. It's a beautiful place. We're lucky to be alive. Everyone who's listening, I'm sure has some form of beautiful gift that they're able to share with their clients and their community. So share it, make people happy, share joy, spread love, all the wonderful things. And, um, and please know I'd be happy to connect with you. And that's it for me. Um, one more question. What makes you feel wealthy today, Corey? What makes me feel wealthy today? I went for a run with my dog and I was watching him jump up and down. And then there was like, there was a moment where I was like, I was just running straight on the beach. Like, you know, he can't miss me, but somehow he lost me. And then there was a moment where like, he saw me from like a distance and just sprinted so hard and was so happy. And I was like, wow, what a great feeling. So that made me feel really wealthy today amazing again it's Corey sterling conscious legal you have been a fantastic guest tell jake from your team i'm glad he persisted because i ignored him for a while Uh, but he kept lovingly going hey hey there hey there so he's a good job so tell jake well done and again spotpreneurs if you want to know anything about um cory and his practice please head over to spotpreneur i will have all of the links to this show all the links to conscious legal and i definitely suggest checking out the website first off it's beautiful Corey. like it's so clean and elegant and like lovely to look at and you have pretty pictures and then there's the book the yoga law book and i think even though it's for yoga i think it's one of those books that may be handy for all of us wellness professionals so i might get myself a copy um again thank you so much Corey, for being on the show well ramona this was amazing and thank you for having me and keep in touch and keep being awesome you're doing great work so keep and i'll tell jake that you say hi and thank you yes need more actionable steps to get your spa headed in the right direction head to spapreneur.com where we've got the tools tricks and methods to make your spa as successful as it can be spapreneur.com